Hello and welcome to Mission Motorsports Mini Sessions podcast coming to you from the minibar itself. Head on over to our Instagram at MissionMotorSPT to find out how you could be the lucky winner of this whole thing for just £10. We are here with another episode of Mission Motorsports Mini Sessions and we have the most fabulous Tessa Wittig with us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. (laughs) So let's start right at the beginning. How did you get into drifting? It was somewhere I went with my dad, um, I think when I was about 14 years old, and we went to Santapod, and it was like a Japanese show. And over the back of Santapod, there's always drift taxis, which obviously, knowing about it now, there is always drift taxis on Japanese shows. And I got into an R32 Skyline back in the day as a passenger and literally from that day forward I was hooked and not having so much access to sort of internet and things and it was very limited back then anyway I'm saying making my sound really old now aren't I (laughs) back in the day (laughs) back in the day (laughs) but um yeah and then I I loved my cars anyway and growing up I what did I start I actually started drifting in a Suzuki Vitara the I jacked up, built myself as an off-roader because I loved off-roading. Me and sort of, well, I think it was about five to eight friends, we had Land Rovers, Jimneys, Vitaras, things like that. And I actually learned how to drift on muddy fields uh, out doing some green lanes and stuff <laughs> like that. So that's how I started. Be honest, was it just you lost control one day and realised you knew how to put it back together again? No! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It was it was literally I'm gonna go out in this field and Michael Bell and yeah, no. ended up drifting because you can obviously switch those yeah. into rear wheel drive as well, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, then there, then got my Skyline, my R33 uh, when I was 21, and then taught myself, and then got to know people. Went back to Santa Pod for the drift what you brung days, back in the day, and then yeah all snowballed from there really amazing because you weren't actually always on a career path for drifting were you no no um so between my wanting to go drifting and wanted to own a skyline I actually worked in the city for many years on the trade floors and as an investment banker so it's a slightly different profession but it was literally my get out and my chill because everything's so so high pressure in those kind of roles and stuff like that so yeah it was good and then it's taken the turn of actually turning I would say semi-professional and kind of taken over my life. (laughs) So what made you actually take that leap from this is just something that I do as a release to no this is going to be life? Um, I think it was the world in itself in finance changed so dramatically, really. And I'm kind of glad when I got out because talking to friends of mine, it's it changed so dramatically and they couldn't get out really as, mm. as easily. So I suppose the upside to being in the financial side is that it kept the money coming for when the cars don't quite go to plan. And exactly. yeah, I was very much a brand. I can't say the word that I want to say, but I did love my my brands. So <laughs> it was the car was kitted out the entire time, which I was very lucky to do so. And then actually getting my Skyline and then 
my first year of competition wasn't until quite a few years later, but I had some money saved from then and that took me around Europe for a year. So, and that's where I kind of proved myself in the drift world. Amazing. And it must have been quite difficult because you are Monster Energy's first female of drift. So it, it is a male dominated sport. How have you found that? Everybody kind of asked me this question and I've never had a problem. I think because I've, I'm such a easy go lucky, bubbly, hi, I'm Tess kind of person. I think that's where I've managed to, I don't know, evade the negativity and things like that because I know there is some and don't get me wrong, there probably has been behind my back as as it is with every industry, but I've never seen it myself and everyone's been so supportive. And when you are in the drift world, world really, even when it comes down to competition, everyone's such a big family. And even if you're going up against a competitor that you need apart from, they will always lend you it and things like that and help you in the pits to get you out there. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And I guess there must be something quite nice as well to have that element of walking in as the only woman and people maybe in the crowds thinking, oh yeah, come on then, let's see what she's <laughs> going to do and then being absolutely amazing and them having to eat their words. That's it, definitely. <laughs> I have, I've proved it quite a few times now over in Europe, but there's so much camaraderie and especially in Europe as well. I've really, really enjoyed myself over there. I would love to go back, but I think we're going to go worldwide next. That's so exciting. Yeah. Do you have a proper trip planned have you got something in your mind yes there's 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 plans in motion it's just getting all the moving parts to fit together amazing because you've traveled a lot with the stunt driving as well haven't you yes yeah so i've done a lot of stunt driving with terry grant which i'm very lucky that to be able to do the things that i have done mm -hmm. he's also put me forward for something quite interesting and I got selected to be a stunt driver in the new movie Mission Impossible 7. So I'm now the female baddie stunt driver that drives and drifts a Hummer H2 military vehicle. So, Out of all the cars that are about to come out your mouth, the Hummer H2 military vehicle was not the one I think you would be going to drift. That is so cool. So when have you done that or are you going to do that? Done that now. Um, it's been filmed and filming for quite some time now but I think we're finally in in the midst of this coming out next year in April so so did you get to see the big man Tom Cruise yeah I was working with him pretty much every day <laughs> what's he like because he does his own stunts right yeah he certainly does and he is awesome everyone has got that preconceived idea because of he his beliefs and things like that but I tell you he's such a cool dude he's amazing Amazing. I'd love to just see him in action. Like We went to see the new Top Gun film and all I could think was, he's probably actually flying that plane. Yeah, he spends, I think he does spend a year doing practice and things like that because he is such a perfectionist, which is great because obviously he wants to do as well as he possibly can and show off how incredible he is. Do you still stand there though as the pro and go, yeah, I could have done that better? <laughs> Never. He's <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been your is that sort of up there with your highlights on the stunt side of things yes definitely but I would say there was one even better that uh, Terry took us out to Saudi Arabia and me Ames Hill Loza Hinks and Gina we all went as a four girl stunt team that I sort of head up do um, lots of different like choreography for 
the four cars that we drive in the stunt show, I would say. And it was the first time that they had a show with any female drivers because they'd recently just allowed females to drive in Saudi. And it was touch and go to see what the response would be like. And after our first show, it was... Oh, it was electric. Like it was absolutely incredible. Like we got out of the cars at the end, and there's something that like the whole place erupted. And also like everyone was doing the little heart signs and like waving their phones with their uh, lights on and stuff. And it was oh, it was amazing. Like even getting me. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. That's the word. <laughs> uh, it was one of those. It was like wow. That's. That's nothing that I would anticipate on getting a response like that. And it was amazing. It really well, was. I mean, you've made history there. Yes, definitely. And it's been, it's been such a journey from doing what I've enjoyed doing to then going out and showing what I can do and then people enjoying it. It's just been incredible. Would you ever have thought, sat in, on the trade floor, that you would be the first <laughs> or one of the first females to drive in front of a crowd in Saudi Arabia? No, never. <laughs> Not in a million years at all. Not even a film script Tom Cruise could write. No, exactly that. I'll tell you, I would be able to make a movie or write a book. The amount of stories that I've got. Well, that's it. The Tessa Wittick movie. Yeah, Come on. Die. Say we're going to do it. What's, it gonna, what's the title? I don't know. Yeah. Trading the City for Drifting. Oh, oh shut like the that. front door. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm hired. OK, good. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> so then how much of your time is spent between drifting and stunt driving at the moment I would say it's fairly the same so fairly 50 50 um and obviously I've got my drift school as well so that's that's another element that I also teach to too so split between those three things it's always drifting or always doing something car related oh i love that as a job as i sit working for a motorsport charity it sounds a lot better my job than in practice there's a lot of computers involved and, and rarely a, a day um but one of the things we do do of course is we go up to three sisters every month where we have had you and your lovely lot before doing a show for us and yeah. showing us what you could do and that's where you're Drift Academy is, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It's called RDX Drift Academy. Yeah, we're based at Three Sisters. If somebody's listening and they're going, well, I want to do drifting, is that how they get into it? They come to like your Drift Academy and they can learn from scratch? Do you do total beginners? Yes, we certainly do total beginners. And I would always say to somebody to come and have a go at it because... Yes, you can watch it on the television and things like that, but people have got an idea of what drifting is, but also they think they can just go and do it. Um, and I would say to go somewhere where it's safe, because it's illegal to do it anywhere else on the road, come to RDX, or there is a number of different places all over the country that you can go and be taught by somebody professional or somebody that knows what they're doing mm. to teach you how to do it properly in a safe environment. Do you find that frustrating when people do go and do it in car parks that it creates a bad sort of rep for drifting? Yes, it certainly does. And that's the annoying thing. I've even stopped a couple of cars um, when we've been, say, at Donington or something like that. Somebody's done a cheeky, silly skid in the, in the paddock area and their kids in their S15s or something like that. And I actually stood in front of the car because... I was that annoyed because I could hear them messing around further away. 
and then came towards me like what the hell are you doing I said do you realize how much this actually ruins our reputation and also you like to come and watch what we do and if we can't do that you then have ruined it for all of us <clears throat> and it's like yeah I do apologize sorry sorry yeah some people don't realize that kind of thing I completely appreciate it but at the same time it's just a pointless exercise. You'll get nicked and you'll get pulled over, your car scrapped, and that's your pride and joy. I have, I'm sure you could never tell, never drifted a car in my life. So what would be... I know, yeah, your face of absolute what? disgust to me right now. <laughs> so say I came up to RDX. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, test, teach me to drift. Is there like an aptitude test that you have to do just to see if you're going to be any good? No, so what we would start you off with is some donuts and some figures of eight just to get you used to what the car feels like to go sideways. We'd get you to do the donuts first, clockwise, because you're used to going round that way round. And it's all about where you're looking and actually wherever you're looking, your hands will take you. A lot of people don't understand that's the natural thing that happens. So nine times out of 10, the amount of crashes that happen on a motorway is because they're looking at the thing that they're most scared of, which is the center reservation or a ditch or something like that. And once you fixate on it, your hands fix in the position that you're looking. So it's actually teaching your brain to, yes, look at an object, but look around an object or not in the case of crashing and things like that. You look to where you want to go. So donuts, we would start you off with as such. And then we get you to go the opposite direction, um, which then you'll feel what the transition feels like from left to right. And then we'll get you to do a full uh, figure of eight and see whether you can do that. But that is one of the hardest exercises to do to begin with because it's one of those things that you've got so much to learn in such a small space your hands your feet and your eyes have to all connect all in one so sometimes a lot of people get frustrated and that's why we like to move them on because they've got the idea of going both ways kind of got the center the the middle section which is the transition and then we move you on to the long corner so amazing i'm sold i'm coming up amazing good (laughs) Good, so how old do you have to be to do this is it you have to have a legal driving license you have to be old enough for that you don't need a legal driving license as long as you can drive confidently a manual car and you are over five foot tall it's 15 years old is what i say as a as a limit really and then otherwise you've got to have um, a driving license or you've got to have a an idea of using a clutch in a manual car so it must be quite nice, actually, that you get to almost watch and bring in that next generation of drifters. I love it. And it's such an accomplishment when somebody's come away from the day and they can link a track that I've made and or one of the guys have made uh, that we have with us. And I feel so elated when you, you're nearly there, you're nearly there, you're nearly there, and all of a sudden it clicks. They're like, oh, my God, I know exactly what you mean now. Because it's very much people pinpoint on certain things and certain if you put visuals out yes they're there for visuals they're not for looking at and pinpointing onto they're just to go around and you kind of got to take yourself out of the car and be from a bird's eye view kind of thing to make the car look to how you want it so a friend of mine their daughter is getting really into drifting what would you say is the best way to actually start getting out there, start getting your name out there and start getting that practice in? 
So I would honestly say get yourself to a practice day. They do have practices at Santapod. They do have them at Three Sisters. I know there's some at uh, Teesside as well. Get yourself to those. And nine times out of ten, especially if you're uh, at, say, Three Sisters, we offer a package that we could hop in your car with you and guide you of how to drive your car. So it's always good to to have somebody that knows what they're doing because you could be getting so frustrated if you're getting to the same corner and messing up every time and you don't have that understanding, that knowledge, it's always nice to get somebody in the car and go, right, it's, it's okay, you just can't, you just need to do this. And then that's, that makes it a lot better for somebody who's learning. Because I never had it when I was learning as such. They're, when I got to know people, I did, but in the first instance, it was try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, try, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Oh, okay. And then working it out for myself. And I'm very much, if I watch somebody else doing it, I can nine times out of ten teach myself how to do it. That's quite interesting, though, because you say when you are trying to get it right and you're not getting it right, it actually becomes more of a mental battle than a physical battle to be able to do that. So how do you deal with, if you have a bad run or a bad day or whatever, how do you get out your head to then reset for the next one? It's quite difficult, don't get me wrong. I'm a lot better now than I was <laughs> many years ago. I used to get into my own head and be like, why is this not working? But also, it's then the lack of experience. And then it's like every time that you get in the car, you will always have more seat time. The more seat time you can get, the better you will be, which is with anything, really, isn't it? Do you do, like, meditations or anything like that to try and calm before you go out? Or do you go the other way and actually try and get yourself more hyped up and have your favourite songs on? I definitely get myself hyped up, especially... I don't do so much do it while competing now. I do it before a big stunt because you have either one or two goes at it before the car breaks, because usually I'm crashing a car through a wall or crashing it in off of something, and I can't go into too, too much detail. Yeah. I don't want to give the movie away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have to get myself psyched up because they want the energy. They want as much out of you mm. and the car as, possible, as it possibly can give. So I can literally sit there and go, ah, come on, you got this, you got this. <laughs> that kind of thing and psych myself up like that do you have like a pump up song oh anything not not quite drum and bass that's a bit a bit i would say more house music would be my my go-to so you do um things like festival of speed which obviously we saw you at this this year wasn't it yes, oh my yeah. gosh it feels like so long ago oh um so what kind of what is your event throughout the year that is the one that you look forward to the most Obviously, it's got to be Festival of Speed because you guys came over and brought everybody with you and it was great and it was lovely to meet everybody properly in person and then to sign a load of stuff for the kids and stuff because you never know who those kids are going to be as well. Yeah, and actually there were a few in that crowd um, that were currently karting and getting into that kind of motorsport and getting the yeah. bug and all the rest of it. And like you say, to be able to meet someone like yourself is a massive thing when you're a kid because then yeah. you become the inspiration that they go, well, she's doing it so I can do it. I want to do it. And that's amazing. Yeah. And that's what I'd, I always love because if I can be an inspiration for someone doing a motorsport that started out for me as just a hobby and then... I've worked my butt off to be where I am. If I can do it, they can do it as well, definitely. 
Oh, that's such a nice way to do it. <laughs> right, so we're going to f- almost finish on a quick fire round. Oh, okay. Oh, God. You ready? Oh, no. Don't think about the questions. Don't think about it too much. Just say the first answer. Okay. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaths, we're going in anyway. Right, F1 or touring cars? F1. Drifting or stunt driving? Drifting. Best UK track you've been to? Donington. Skyline or 350Z? Skyline. Best driver you've ever worked with? No! <laughs> what? You can't say that! Come on, it's quick fire. <laughs> Jess Hawkins. Nice. Clutch kick or handbrake drift? Clutch kick. I don't know what either are. Uh, <laughs> Santa Pod or Lyddon Hill? Lyddon Hill. Army, Navy or Air Force? Air Force. Um, and then finally, we like to end the podcast with a piece of advice that you would like to give. I would say to anyone, especially nowadays with mental health being as bad as it is, whatever it is, you need to talk to people. It's not a bad thing if you have problems because there's always something somebody knows somewhere that can help you through it or at least have an ear to speak through it. And as soon as you do speak through something, you're you're actually, you've got a weight lifted off your shoulders. But also from the aspect of people wanting to get into motorsport that feel like they can't, females, males, whoever, you can. Because I didn't start from a family background of motorsport. I did this by myself to begin with. And yeah, I started pretty late and I've managed to get to where I am. There's no limit to what you can achieve. You can, if you aim for the moon, you will definitely catch a star. And I haven't got to where I want to be yet. So, and the world's your oyster. Oh, I love that. Oh. Well, thank you so much for coming in no and doing this with us thank in you. our wonderful mini bar. Oh, I love it. Isn't it good? So good. I love it. And of course, it's being raffled off. So one lucky winner could have this whole setup all for themselves oh. for only a tenner. What? I'm definitely putting in. Only a tenner. So head to our Instagram, Facebook, whatever. The link will be on there. You can buy your tickets. And thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an awesome afternoon of little gins and chats. And we'll see you soon at Three Sisters. Yes, you bloody will. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mission Motorsports Mini Sessions podcast. Don't forget you can get your tickets online by heading to www.missionmotorsport.org or click the link in the bio to get your tickets. If you'd just like to make a donation to the charity, we are always happy to receive. Just text 10MM to 70085. And don't forget, like the podcast.